0: golf fans welcome to another episode of podcasting regulation i'm your host rp and today is wednesday february 28th Uh, a lot to get into today week was kind of thrown off last week it was my birthday week so uh nothing crazy nothing hectic uh fun week good times but definitely threw off my schedule so we are going to get into the recap episode today go over the record where i stand the bankroll uh, but first off, thank you for following me. Thank you for downloads and the subscriptions, uh, as well as anyone who's reached out through the social media, at Pod and Regulation, on Twitter and Instagram, and through the Facebook fan page, Podcast and Regulation. First and foremost, congratulations to Darius Van Drill. The round four uh, score of 67 helped him take home the Magical Kenya Open trophy, We had Nap Time, Mr. Jake Knapp winning the Mexico Open, and Patty Tevithanikin going back-to-back, at least with her starts, uh, with a final round of 67, keeping that lead holding off everyone. I think she may have lost the lead on that day four, uh, just for a stretch of holes, but came right back and uh, sealed the victory. I am a little scarred by the jake knapp win mainly because he was on my fantasy squad a couple different times a couple different variations that i was tinkering with before i finally set uh my lineup on patrick rogers jorge campillo brandon Wu, uh, Emiliano grillo uh hs kim and eric van Royen. but that would have been a really nice payout uh for the third for, excuse me for the third straight week i did cash in the dfs lineups so three entries three wins nothing major but really really nice climb i'm making uh for i guess compared to last year's numbers and how well i didn't play in any of those lineups this year looking really good though so i'm going to just stick with that strategy of submitting the same lineups uh, multiple times uh week to week until that starts to fail me again Also, within that lineup uh, was my one-and-done pick. My office pull pick was Brandon Wu. Didn't look very promising on day one, but definitely got it together and put up some good numbers. Day two, three, and almost four. Four was looking extremely promising to at least crack the top ten. But overall, uh, day one kind of put him in, or I should say did him in. And then after starting, I think he was four under through, yeah, four, four under through, on the front nine. Uh, Gave some back really quick uh, and ended up uh, still doing really well. But uh, starting from behind after that first round uh, just was going to be too much for him to overcome. But overall, he came back, grinded away a a really good score and helped us get into the cash. uh, Making me, I think I'm 5 for 5 or 6 for 6 now in terms of the one and done and, and at least making some money. So we have that. So recapping the record. Overall, I am 24 and 49. The bankroll is sitting at $929.72 after only losing, what was it, like two cents last week? I think that's what what, uh, the episode was, was my two cents. So go figure. Putting all that money on the table and only losing two cents, not a bad way to finish off the week. So here we are looking at last week's bets. One of the few winners was the group betting. It was Mark Hubbard, Ryan Fox, Eric Ryan, Doug Gim, and Ryu Hasatsune um, paying out wins and ties. And I took Doug Gim at plus 300, which was a winner. Uh, and that was at ninety-five. The other part of that was uh, taking Rio Hasatsune uh, in the same in the same type of bet, it was the same group, uh, ties and wins, uh, win you, and that would have been plus 15,000 had uh, Husatsune been able to pull that off. But not much of a loss, it was 155 there. So, Gim, obviously, won me that one and some. Uh, those were the only two bets for the Mexico Open. Had a couple for the LPGA, and that was Lily Vu versus Jin Young-Ko. And I was expecting a draw after day one. Came pretty close. Only uh, a stroke separated the two. The draw would have drawn in plus 900 on a $2.10 bet. Uh, So lost there. Uh, Another loss was the round one grouping of Celine Boutier, Runing Yin, and Patty Tabatanniket. I took Boutier at plus 150 thinking that in her debut, she'd pick up right where she left off. Didn't look bad, but she definitely had a little bit of rust, uh, struggled on uh, at least one of the nines on day one. And that was a plus yeah plus 150 bet at $3.40, so a miss there. Uh, one that was a hit, again, round one grouping of is Ayaka Furue, it was Amy Yang, and Suanapura uh that was food at plus 150 uh it's at two dollars and 70 cents so when they're and then moving on to the magical kenya open we had it was a group bet of nacho alvira we had marcus armitage gavin green ewan ferguson dylan fratelli and uh there's one other name Oh, can't find it but either way uh it was a win i took ferguson at plus 300 and that was at a 155 dollar $1. 55 bet the other one that didn't come through uh and he actually missed the cut outright was uh masahiro Kalmura. to win it was only plus plus three thousand, so it tells you that even bookmakers wouldn't have been surprised had he been able to Pull this one off, but he had struggles and struggled early. Everyone went low, and he just could not find any rhythm. Uh, Missed the cut, and uh, yeah, puts me out $2.85 there. Since we have a lot to get to today, we will throw out the kind of recap and all the storylines from that weekend. We'll have to get with it um, this week and just kind of jump into all the bets. Before we do that, we'll recap the what was on the table. Total bets equaled $16.05, and with each payout of $7.80, $6.75, $6.20, uh, it was overall payout of $20.75, meaning we made a profit of $4.70. I will gladly take that, knowing that this season is long, and there will be so many bets on the table from here on out. Especially a week like this one, where we have Live DP World Tour, the PGA and LPGA all playing. So to come out with any profit, I'll take it. And even with that two cent loss last week, with all the bets on the table, uh, gladly take that as well. Because it honestly feels like I'm knocking on the door, ready to make something happen and and have some some of that good luck fall my way. I think it just takes a couple of the right dominoes to have a really big week. And I feel like I'm just missing it, or I'm, I'm at the very least teetering uh, on the fence, ready to fall on the right side. So those are my hopes. It, it looks promising. This year is overall been pretty good. Uh, it's been, I can't even say a slow bleed. It's been a microscopic bleed. It's been paper cuts here and there. Uh, but I feel like when we hit uh, four or five of the right ones, even if we are putting a dozen bets out there, uh, we'll be in good shape. Catching the right side with big odds uh super encouraging and i really feel like the bets i have made i've been on somewhat of the right side just not enough of it Uh, i'll take somebody in the top 20 they'll miss it by a couple strokes and they're outside of it Uh, i'm taking people in the top 10s and top 20s that are longer shots and they're falling just short of that as well so all it takes is one of those or even just an outright winner uh and we'll be good to go but group betting has been good Uh, obviously the bankroll doesn't count for DFS, but DFS has been good to me. And, uh, all the prop bets, uh, for the most part have at least kept me afloat. They certainly haven't taken me down. I'm also not putting a lot of money on, on many prop bets. Group betting though has been overall a success. (laughs) If it's just a slow bleed and, and death by a million cuts, uh, we'll take that because that means we could just keep stretching the bankroll over the course of the season for and throughout all four leagues. And, yeah, I don't know how to look at that other than encouraging and feeling like I'm just missing on some of these picks week to week. So it's just a matter of good timing, and hopefully that will be it for this week. Uh, we're going to jump into previewing the LPGA HSBC uh, Open, or is it Championship, uh, that will be held... Uh, Starting at 5pm on Today I guess So I will have my picks out uh, On Twitter and Instagram You'll be able to see that But in terms of the the Breakdown, the stats and everything uh, You may be hearing this a little later than that But uh, as most of you know You can find that way ahead of time Before the podcast is even posted So good luck to you there If you decide to take any of the same LPGA players That I am taking this week Alright we're going to start with events in order, I guess, because tonight at 5 p.m., at least my time here in Colorado, we're looking at the LPGA, the HSBC, and they are being hosted in Sentosa Golf Club that's held it for the last 10 years. It measures a little over 6,700 yards and is a par 72. The bigger thing about this is it's a no cut, so I wish they had lineups I could submit for FanDuel or DraftKings. I've looked before, probably two years ago or so, And I haven't really looked again. Things may have changed, but uh, it really makes me think of it mainly because it's a no-cut and you continue to accumulate those points. But either way, it should be a a fun four-day event. Day four always is something kind of special for for any league. You usually see players then take on and and take to heart the risk-reward strategy of trying to really push themselves up into the leaderboard, trying to get themselves in contention. And if you take enough risks and they work out, you're looking at a 12, 15, even a 25 or 28 spot swing where you're pushing up that 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 list. Uh, and then obviously when it doesn't work out for you and you're taking the same types of lines, the same aggressive uh, types of shots that the others are, but they're not working out for you, you obviously you just kind of plummet. So I don't know, something about uh, a no-cut event and seeing those Uh, Always makes it interesting. I think they're trying to make it worthwhile for themselves since there is no cut And if you are at the bottom, you might as well take those risks because at that point there is nothing to lose and uh, If it works out for you, you're obviously pushing into the money but yeah that being said you're looking at um, players like uh, Zhiyu Lin Uh, usually this type of course has very much rewarded players in the top 15 the top 20 um, players with all round game who drive it well they don't have to be very long but who are also very good approach players or can handle themselves in some tough situations if you get in trouble on the wrong side able to get up and down and scramble well so uh, that being said going back to Zhiyu Lin uh, she's a plus 1400 to win outright I am not taking her in that sense, but I am for sure taking her in the top 10, maybe even top 5 if I feel like uh, that is something I don't have to sweat over too much. There's some big names in this, and uh, I think there's a total of 3 top 50 players who are also making their debut, even though it's pretty much already March. But yeah, you're going to see some names uh, that are finally getting out there. Allison Lee is a name that a lot of people are packaging in a lot of prop bets. Haven't seen her yet this year, but knowing her game, it could very well be a a pretty solid bet. I I can't bring myself to include her in a group betting where you're looking at Brooke Henderson, uh, Lydia Ko, um, who else? Allison Lee, uh, as well as like Hyoju Kim, all being grouped together to finish in the top ten with odds. It's tempting, but at the same time, I can I feel like I can trust the, those three names. But Allison Lee, I really want to, but I don't know if I can pull the trigger. There, there are other bets that I'll put money on, and probably larger amounts on, knowing I have more confidence in a individual rather than having to include her in the group betting. So actually making my decision now, I am taking Jiyu Lin in the top 10. Uh, to finish, uh, it is a plus 120 payout. I'm also taking Hyoju Kim to place top 5. That is a plus 225. So it tells you bet makers are fairly certain she'll make it up there, but are giving you enough odds uh, to make it at least tantalizing from that spe- from that, from that aspect. And then Hei Jin Choi... I am taking her at a top 5 finish as well. Just like the form, I like the combination of of stats and scoring. I think this could play well for her and I could take advantage of those types of odds. Now the other parlay that I did just book is a combo. It is uh, Benny Am playing at the Cognizant, which used to be a Honda. He's going to be a plus 140. Parlayed that with Brooke Henderson finishing in the top 10 at plus 105 the total odds on that is plus 392 and i'll be laying about three bucks on that just to see uh how that fares for me this is the type of bet where i'm really confident in it but i also don't want to lay a ton of money i feel like this is this is a type of bet that keeps me afloat that if i do hit uh it's a fair amount taking taking into account everything that i put on the table It feels like this is a good solid strong money-back kind of play. I think I will stop right there Uh, with everything that I could put out there for the LPGA classic by the time you get to this uh, you'll have already seen my picks so we're just gonna move on to the uh, LPGA tour stop the cognizant what used to be the Honda. Okay and now on to the SDC Championship on the DP World Tour side, I'm going to try to implement kind of a different system, something that I've always been curious about. Randoms come out, I'd say, round one and post up pretty good numbers. Some have early tee times, take advantage of being out there earlier, and for whatever reason, you can see some of these players absolutely make a great mark and throw down a really good score. I am going to post everyone and everything I'm betting on the first round leader. So I'm going to take, I don't know, somewhere between 50 and 20 bets. And they'll probably range from somewhere like a dollar to maybe even $2. And kind of spread them out over the field, kind of like a roulette bet, and see if we can get some coverage. There are great odds on almost everything except for the top 10 and, and maybe even the top 15, and you can get... If you up your bet there, still good odds. You'll you'll make your money based on what I'm predicting. But the bigger part of that is you have to hit one. Whether it's a long shot or someone who is expected to do well, but maybe not being given higher odds uh, like someone who's just starting. Uh, maybe a rookie. Uh, so I think I'll post it on Twitter and Instagram and you'll see... Essentially the entire field that I'm betting on and how much I'll be betting on each as well as what the odds are Uh, I think I'll run out of space on either one trying to to fit those in in terms of typing them out and, and posting it that way So it'll probably just be a picture It's something I've wanted to do for a while. So I figure why not if it doesn't pay out this time It's not a guarantee that I'll stay away from doing it again But I just figured this is probably a really good time to try to get a bet like that in. Uh, It's a big field, and it just seems like there could be a dark horse who ends up finishing in first that I have never heard of. That's not saying much, but at the same time, it also could be somebody that not many people have heard of overall. So could be great odds at the very least if it'll be someone like, say, a Connor Syme, who's expected to play well here, who has played well over the last few weeks. It could be a good cash if it's a, a 2 or $2.50 bet. Uh, it could be a massive win for someone else that I end up throwing even a ten on and seeing how that pans out. So we'll see. We'll fill out the uh, my quote-unquote card that I'm just going to fill up and we'll go from there. So you'll see that posted on. I'm not going to really go through all the names here, but maybe I'll uh, go through a couple here that I at least have scouted, looked at some of the stats, like the progression, where they are in their current form. Uh, let's see. Let's throw out just a couple names here. So starting off with some of the bigger names and some of the lower odds, but there's still something like four, plus four plus 4,000. You got a guy like Connor Syme, who those odds of being a first-round leader are way higher than just him winning. Uh, those odds come way down because it's over a period of time. You'd think that the better players can outpace all the other ones, especially ones who even jump out to an early lead, don't necessarily have uh, the wherewithal of keeping and holding a lead, or they just haven't been tested at this level or or many of the professional levels to begin with. So Connor Sime's up there. That's a plus 4,000. I'm going with Tom McKibben and another one who has played fairly well. Uh, Xander Lombard, another big name I've used several times over the last few weeks. Ewan Ferguson, another one. Uh, if we kind of go down the list a little further, guys who I've bet even on last year, who somehow made a little bit of a mark and, and showed up on a blip on a radar every once in a while, you guys, you got guys like Jaus uh, Lauten and Romain... Where is he? Oh, yeah. Romain Lengis. And then we have Henny Duplis, Ash and Wu. These are somewhere in the plus 8,000 range. And then you look at a guy like... Anthony Michael, who has played his last three events. His first days, I believe, have gone top 15, top 10, top 3. And then I am going to take a guy like Robin Williams, who's a plus 9,000. So people who can make a mark on the very first day, but don't necessarily have the ability to maintain that pace. But all you really need is one good day, and it's the first day. So hoping to cash in on one of these. But you'll see the entire list uh, on either of the feeds. So check that out there. And even though it's not a lot of money, that is a lot of bets that I'm gonna be throwing on DP World Tour. I'm just curious to see what that return is gonna look like, if any. But because I have bets all throughout the LPGA's Tour Stop today, or this week, and then all these bets, single round bets on the DP World Tour side, uh, there are only three bets I'm putting onto the uh, PGA Tour side with the Cognizant, uh, formerly Honda. I'm going with Rory McIlroy finishing in the top 10. I'm going with Matthew Pavan. Two bets, and technically one isn't. Matthew Pavan is my one and done for this week. Uh, he's played so consistently. I think eventually he's bound for a breakthrough. It's just a matter of if you can find the right timing. He's played really well. Uh, I like where he's at. He just He's done it quietly, too, and that's the other thing. I don't think quiet enough that no one's going to bet on him. You can't help but to notice that name in and out, week in, week out. So I'm sure there'll be a few other people picking him. But overall, uh, I think this is a good spot for me to try and at least win something with him. If not, hopefully he can take down the whole thing. He's got the game for it. But it'll also be a good... I think it'll be a good addition to the guys that I've already picked in the one and done because so far everyone has won me money. I haven't taken first in anything but that's the bigger part. I've also saved a lot of big names. Not that I'm trying to. It just seems that some of these guys are, are kind of calling out to me as I'm looking at their stats, looking at their form, looking at their history. And uh, yeah, I I've, aside from Ben Ann from like two or three weeks ago, uh, all the other guys are probably people I didn't even pick last year who are currently uh, at playing at a really good pace and playing consistently enough that they're getting looks. And not only from there, from DFS. And you'll see some of these guys repeating for me uh, time and time again. Guys like Doug Gim, guys like Steven Yeager. But this week, it's Matthew Pavan. I'm also taking him. I believe I'm going to... It's really looking like a $20 bet for him to finish in the top 20. It is a plus bet. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, good value there, I think. I think the field is... It's big enough, but... I think he has the game to surpass quite a few of these, even though uh, I don't really know if he's going to end up in the top five, which is why I'm staying away from it. But getting a plus number in the top 20, I'm I'm gladly throwing down money on that part of it. The last one that I am tying together, it's a parlay. So it's Brooke Henderson along with Ben Ann. And that is a plus 392 Payout, it is for Brooke Henderson to finish in the top 5, and it is for Ben Ann to finish in the top 10. That is all I have this week, just because I am not scouting too much for the PGA side for my own benefit. I'm only doing DP World Tour side, filling out that chart to hopefully peg the first round leader. Uh, See you on Monday. Uh, Hopefully whatever you take this week wins you money. I'm cheering for you. Hopefully you're sharing from me too, but if not, maybe you're at least uh, finding humor in some of my picks. See how that goes. Let's just go on the clock. Uh, We did adopt a new kitty. We rescued a new kitty. I should say senior. She's 10, but obviously a 10-year-old cat still has plenty of life in them. i have heard and seen uh, some living well into their 20s, so we've got quite a bit of time with this one. If anything, the one thing we were trying to figure out, she has tummy troubles. And we are just curious if any of you have had to deal with a somewhat senior cat. I mean, 10, like I said, feels like it's only halfway there. But if you have any suggestions, aside from the prescribed uh, food, dry and wet, we've been given, uh, we'll gladly take some suggestions. We'd love to hear any homeopathic methods you've tried whether it is food or a fruit or vegetable that has seemed to how do i put it nicely bind a lot of her bowels i think is the best way to put it uh she just she's a great fit in our house she's super lovey not so much Uh, typical cat she likes to hang out with us she likes the company but not overly needy she just wants you to be around she likes her humans so far so going down the road with her is really easy it's been really good for us psychologically Uh, having a little thing run around the house again is really nice but that really is the only thing we've encountered with her we were warned ahead of time by the humane society so it was something that we knew what we're stepping into it's honestly nothing major to us, but overall, we would love to see her stabilize, at least from, you know, her feelings and, and how she's doing internally. We have a few appointments to see if we can get that under control, but I thought I'd throw it out there to you guys. Feel free to let me know, even if it's email, uh, regulation at gmail.com or any of the streams, Podcast and regulation on the Facebook fan page. And Pod and Regulation Instagram and Twitter. But yeah, if you got anything for me, especially homeopathic, we love that. Not that we are willing to divert completely from the medical field and, and any expert who's willing to try to help us get her uh, stable and under control in terms of her, her issues. But uh, yeah, if you've encountered it and you've seen something that's worked for yours, I know things don't work equally for everyone, but we'd love to hear suggestions. We'd like to hear how you went about Uh, potentially solving that type of riddle with with your cat Uh, thanks again guys i will see you next week good luck this weekend on all your bets hopefully you bring in a f ton of money hopefully i do the same and uh yeah we'll see you monday recap and get into the next round of tournaments guys take care thanks